Hi, this is Dr. Tracy Jones. And on today's Crisis Leadership Podcast, I wanna share with you ways that you can find your ideal. So today we're gonna to cover three steps to you being able to become professionally yoked in a way that's positive for you, your team members, and everyone else around you. So we're gonna talk about how to find what kind of coworker you best resonate with, what kind of leader brings out the best in you, and as leaders, what kind of followers really bring out the best in you as a leader. You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Hi, this is Dr. Tracy Jones. And on today's Crisis Leadership Podcast, I want to talk to you about three different ways that you can find your ideal. So one of the most important things that I have learned as a leader that I wish I would have learned a long time ago was the importance on finding out what kind of leader I best, I best resonate with, what kind of leader brings out the best in me. And then when I got into the leadership role, I wish I could have been taught at an earlier age what kind of followers I should look for that bring out the best in me as a leader. Because many of you know that have been in leadership for any amount of time, there are certain people you've had on your team that you just click with. In the previous podcast, I talked about the LMX theory of leadership, the leader member exchange. And for those in your in-group, these are your followers or your team members or your co-leaders or co-workers that just got it. I mean, you really work stuff. You got it. You were tremendously productive together. There was a tremendous amount of trust between the two, two of you. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how we uh, can figure that out. So there are people in your world that bring out the best in you. And there are people in this world that really don't bring out the best in you. And so, you know, there's a term about being equally yoked. Um, that's in the Bible, and that's typically talking about being in a personal relationship. Um, they talk about two animals that were yoked side by side, and if one was bigger than the other one or pulling in a different direction or if a different pace, they would actually beat each other because they couldn't pull at the same time and in the same direction towards the same goal. But I would say work is kind of like a marriage too. It's a professional relationship. And so it's very important that you find out the best people to have in your tremendous trust and your organization and what leaders bring out the best in you. And I wish I would have known this when I was younger because when I would take a job, it was usually for perks or title or cool place to live or whatever, but I really didn't put much thought into how the leader and I would really get along. And inevitably, after the honeymoon period and realizing, hey, something's got to give, I realized it was me, okay? And so I wish I could have known earlier the, um, the nuances involved in understanding what works for the best of you and what you should be looking for. So I want to share with you three different unique ideals that you can find for yourself that are really going to make, you know, they say teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, if you've got the right people on your, on your team, otherwise it can be a nightmare. So first, First of all, I want to talk about how you identify your ideal coworker. And there's this test I came across in my studies, and it still makes me laugh, and it is called the least preferred coworker scale or the LPC. I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. Okay. And what you do is really, it's a scale and it's used in the contingency theory of leadership and it's used to measure a person's a leadership style. For example, when you do this test, it says, think of all the different people with whom you have ever worked in jobs and social clubs, wherever. Next, think of that one person with whom you could work with least well. That is the person with whom you had the most difficulty getting the job done. A peer, a boss, a subordinate with whom 
whom you'd least want to work. So funny. So you go through here and you talk about all these different adjectives. There are no wrong or right or wrong work, uh, work quickly. And bottom line, this interprets whether you are more relationship coded or task oriented and why that's important or somewhere in the middle. And those of us in leadership and followership, a lot of times if somebody's high D, you guys have done this, you know, you need to be more task oriented. If somebody's more relational or I, you need to be more, um, more get into the, the personal stuff. And so there's all different things in the middle where you kind of play that. Um, in a crisis, a lot of times we don't have as much time to be maybe relational. We have to get more directive in our stuff. But for the most part, people are going to fall in this spectrum and you need to be aware of it. So the least preferred coworker is important. And I would recommend there's free online tests that you can do. Everybody take it because you do not want to put nine relationship people and one task person together because that test person is going to pull their hair out. On the flip side, you don't want to have nine task people and one relationship person because the relationship person is not going to get it either. You want to tend to keep the groups together that work best and give them the tasks that are best suited to them. Okay. Like if there's something that needs more of that relationship touch, you want to give that to the people that score, score higher, more relationally. And if there's people that are like, don't really care about that. Let's just get this done. Maybe those people that are high in resource or means efficacy, they're more task oriented. So each of us skews towards one or the other. It's not right or wrong. Wrong, but it's just something you want to be aware of. And as you're putting your teams together to navigate out of this crisis, make sure some people are like, oh, we need to, you know, keep, have difference of opinion. Uh, that, that sometimes is not good. Okay. You want to have people that really focus on an end goal of getting it done. I think everybody is going to have the right aims, but it's how they get along doing it. So this is a great tool because it lets you know how you should build your teams. Okay. So that is the least preferred coworker scale or the LPC scale. And um, it tells you what kind of coworker you best work with. Now, wouldn't that be great? Because how many times as leaders do you spend time dealing with personnel issues because certain people couldn't get along? Probably a great deal of your time. Take this test and find out and save yourself some of the headache because people will resonate and uh, fill this out and then you can put them in the right places. Okay. So the first one is finding your ideal coworkers. Next, you want to find your ideal leader. Okay. And this is called implicit leadership theory or ILT. And what this is, is each of us has a certain kind of leader that we resonate with. I grew up under my father's tutelage, motivational speaker. So I talked about this in my intro. There's certain people that I looked at as a youngster growing up that became my ideal prototype of a leader. Okay. I was in the military. So there's going to be certain types of leaders that I resonate with. So the ILT, the implicit leadership theory is the followers can conceptualization of an ideal leader. And the degree of match between the ILT and the leader's behavior is what drives engagement. In other words, if you've got employees that are disengaged, they're probably not looking for your particular leadership. Uh, behaviors, skills, traits, whatever it is. So you really want to make sure that this is a good uh, match. So efficacious followers, we talked in the last, po last two podcasts ago about efficacious, uh, motivational followers. Um, they want to be partnered with engaged leaders. If you've got really followers that expect the leader to really drive at a hard pace, you want to put leaders in that position. If you've got followers that maybe want more routine or things that kind of are more structured, you want to put a leader with them because otherwise they're going to be all out of sorts with all the crazy stuff happening every day. So it's like putting on a shoe. If it's not a good fit, it's going to pinch you and it's going to rub you and it's 
that's going to blister you. Then you're going to get weird things on your feet and then you're going to throw these shoes away. Okay. So you want to make sure that there is a really good fit between what the follower is looking for a leader and that leader that they get there. So when you're interviewing for leaders, make sure you understand what type of leader that the followers are really looking for. Some of these examples include, and if you research this, you can see a lot of the different research has been a ton of, of different uh, peer-reviewed journals on this. Some of the um, traits that followers are looking for are intelligence, okay? Does the leader know what they're talking about, okay? Sensitivity. Do they have that empathy gene? Do they have compassion? Dedication. Uh, do they feel like they're really in it for the needs of the organization. Dyna uh, dynamism, that kind of charisma. A lot of followers like that kind of charismatic leader. Um, on the flip side is tyranny. How autocratic are they? Are they really oppressive leaders? And then masculinity, okay? Um, you know, th that's another one of the traits in some of these research that they have examined. Um, I will say this for the leaders and what the followers are looking for. A lot of times it's highly contextualized. It depends on if you are going through a crisis, they might want to lead that's more um, focused on getting the job done versus more the one that's sensitive and um, kind of the, the more softer side of leadership. So it's just something for you to be aware of. But the followers will respond to a certain type of leader. And when that leader is um, who they're looking for, you're going to really up the engagement. So we talked about how to find your ideal co co-workers. This is how followers find the ideal leader. Now, the flip side of the coin, because you know how you feel about leadership and followership, there is no leadership without followership, and there is no followership without leadership. So let's talk about, we talked about implicit leadership theory, let's talk about implicit followership theory, okay? And that is where the leader spots the ideal employee. And any of you that have hired or done anything like that, we know we, what we are looking for, and it isn't so much about capability because everybody looks good on paper. And I've been through many hires where I thought I had the right person. It turns out it was not the right person. What happened? It wasn't a good fit. I really didn't follow my implicit followership theory. And I, as a leader, didn't get clear on exactly the skill set I needed the follower to do. So uh, implicit followership theory is a leader's conceptualization of an ideal follower, okay? And it describes how followers are perceived by leaders and what constitutes an effective followers. In LMX theory of leadership, this would describe who's in your in-group. It's who that you're looking for, okay? And so leaders were able to describe their ideal followers. And in my study that I did on the merger that went south but then came together, what the leaders were really looking for in their followers were somebody that was collaborative big picture perspective and highly engaged. Those things rank really high. That's what leaders were looking for in their followers. And if you look at the research online about implicit followership theory, there's 12 followership traits that typically uh, leaders are looking for. Loyalty, positive attitude, good communication, initiative, obey the arrangement, that's the OCBs, the organizational citizenship behaviors, integrity, that's that moral efficacy, responsibility, flexibility, that's your adaptive capacity, teamwork, that's your collective, collective or team efficacy, expression of opinion, that's your critical thinking skills, task conscientiousness, and work ownership. So these are the things that the leaders are going to look for in the followers. Now, certain ones are not going to be as important as certain leaders, but you as a leader need to know when you bring followers on, what traits really do it for you. Because if they do it for you and you hire somebody that doesn't have this personality profile or these strengths or traits, 
it's not going to work out. The same way as if a follower gets hired in an organization and they are not congruent with the leader that's above them, you're going to have an eventual professional divorce. You're going to be unequally yoked. So I hope that shared with you today three different ways that you can uh, you can find your ideal. Number one, find your ideal coworker. Get online, get that LPC, that least preferred coworker task. Find out where your people are. Are they more on the task side or more the relational side? And put them in groups accordingly and assign them work that fits their strengths. Number two, implicit leadership theory. This is where your followers find your ideal leader. Maybe ask your followers, what are they looking for in you as a crisis leader? What traits, what behaviors is really going to resonate with them? Because even if I as a leader think I'm doing it for them, you don't know if you're doing it for them until you really ask them and you'll be able to tell by their level of engagement. And then lastly, implicit followership theory. It is so important for us as leaders to understand what does it for us as leaders. Okay. There's a million different followers out there, but there's going to be a very few that when you bring in that inner circle, it's just going to, your organization's going to take off. And I always tell people, you can't get it right without the right people. So followers need to find the leader that brings out the best in them. Leaders need to bring out the, the followers that inspire them as well too because as leaders we need inspiration too and then co-workers need to find and work with the, the ones that best resonate with their strength skill sets so they can get the job done okay so I hope that helps you find the ideal it is possible and now as you're going through the crisis event is a good time to really evaluate who's in your organization what roles they're in if you have any people you need to bring on um, and if you have any other leadership to bring in this is a good way to really consider hey are they going to be a good fit for the team. Sometimes they call it a culture fit, personality fit, but these are really good theories of leadership to help you do the right hire and get the right people in the organization so they really feel like you are bringing out the best version of them. All right. And again, this is Dr. Tracy Jones. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, what you heard if you could give us a five-star review wherever you're listening, and also if you pop on over to TremendousLeadership.com and check us out there, we would really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.tremendousleadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.tremendousleadership.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.